0: And away we go. It is the BCJ podcast brought to you as always by the Holy Grail right here on BearcatJournal.com. It is a wonderful weekend to get down to the Holy Grail. Spend as much time as you possibly can and watch the NCAA tournament. They will have drink specials and uh, great food and everything you could ask for all weekend. So get down to the Holy Grail and, uh, and what has been shaping up already to be a pretty damn entertaining NCAA tournament. My, my boy, my boy, Dave, tried to tell people they wouldn't listen to me. Tried to tell coaches around the country about Caden Pierce. And uh, he has been a, a key cog in Princeton, and uh, they, 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 held shot. they held Arizona to 55, 53, 55 points, whatever it was. That's pretty damn impressive. And uh, Princeton moves on. So congratulations to the Pierce family. As I said on Twitter, no one, no one in the history of mankind has married out of his league more than Greg Pierce.
1: <laughs> maybe the Big 12 should invite Princeton.
0: Maybe, maybe. Yeah, now I saw everybody, the Big 12 crowd joking, like, "Yeah, maybe we're all right on Arizona.
1: I mean, they probably wish the game was on Pac-12 Network.
0: <laughs> Nobody would have seen it. Much like the almost the entire Pac-12 tournament. Yes. But I digress. Uh, how's the... Any 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 wagers today? If you if you had any action, how have you been doing on day one? I know you've had some kind of action today.
1: No, I uh, I have been I, I quit cold turkey a couple weeks ago. I withdrew all my winnings and and said we're gonna we're gonna ramp back up when football comes back around, or golf or golf majors.
0: So <laughs> no, I have
1: been. Uh, I've been just enjoying. I didn't fill out a bracket. I have not placed any wagers on any games. I'm just enjoying the the madness, if just, you will. Just enjoying it for for to its fullest, uh, with no things going
0: on around me. When when do, when do your boys tip off tonight?
1: Nine forty. So we got to get moving.
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't think we've got a hundred minutes of. Uh conversation tonight
1: no hope, probably not but uh, I mean no. big big Furman fan they are they're uh, my my dad's customer so he's down there quite often so it's nice to see them get the dub I was pulling for Charleston I had them in my knockout pool with some buddies but uh, nice
0: other than that, it didn't didn't go well for you.
1: No, but you can buy back in after today or tomorrow. So I'm gonna take okay. I'm taking fairly Dickinson tomorrow
0: over Purdue.
1: Yeah, just gonna light fifteen dollars on fire if they lose, but it'll be fun when they win because Purdue is but, m- not that good.
0: It, I mean, I've got Purdue out the second round. I think Memphis is better than Purdue. Uh, Jeffrey had ten on Huggins minus one thirty today. If you're betting on Bob in the NCAA tournament, <laughs> especially the Nooner,
1: the first game out,
0: yeah, the Nooner on the bar stool. I'd, not, I'd love to exact. see his
1: his tournament record in in games started at, you know before seven o'clock. Yeah, but anyway, you know love to see the upsets. Love to see, you know, always close games. No matter what it seems like, especially or I should say, except uh, Duke, they got out to quite the quite the lead
0: today. Yeah, what didn't didn't score for the, who were they playing? Oral, uh, Roberts?
1: Oral Roberts. Yeah, wow. 15 nothing.
0: Oral Oral Bob didn't score for, like, the first seven minutes. Yeah. How about the Virginia, just the most senseless pass in the history of passes? What
1: do you, like, you're the most experienced player in the history of the ACC. You've played more games and more minutes than any player ever. And you have a timeout or just go out of bounds. Like let your awesome defense set up and keep them from hitting a three to win. Like I don't know if maybe he thought he just could throw it up and time would expire before they could, could get he the ball. He said his
0: they and apparently he was like and I, you know, mad props to the kid. He he apparent or grown ass man, I guess. Um he did the full post game and he said his biggest concern was that they were gonna tie him up and they had the possession arrow.
1: So just go out of bounds then.
0: Right. So just go out of bounds or call a timeout. Call a timeout. Yeah. yeah. Like that's just stand there. They have to foul you. There's less than 10 seconds on the clock. So you can't get a 10 second call. I mean, I guess that was, you know, in that scenario, the, the worst case is they jump ball you and they get the ball, but you don't throw it to half court. Like maybe if you, if you could throw it all the way to the other end, that would work. Oh, Brutal. Brutal. <laughs> All right. Let's uh, let's get to it though. Bearcats. 81-72 winners over Virginia Tech last night. Um, the the not often talked about uh Mike Young West Miller rivalry renewed. I love that they hated each other so much that there were years that they didn't speak. Why why do they hate each other? uh wofford and greensboro apparently was like the rivalry and was like
1: the xavier uc or something of the yeah
0: so i guess when west got there wofford was i mean mike young like wofford has been rolling for a little while now and uh when west got there they were like the big dog and they beat him by like 20 30 points almost every
1: time Well, i think you mean little
0: dog because they're the terriers yes sure they were the little dog um, and Wes was the puppy, I guess he would have been 28 when he got that job. And so great, dad. <laughs> um, so yeah, apparently there was, there was legitimately a period in time where they hated each other so much. They wouldn't speak to each other like the, the, the cold blow by in the handshake line. Uh, but I guess last night tied the series at nine when they when they have faced off against each other and oh. they have squashed their beef dude. If anything ever happens here and UC ever needs a coach again, I'm all in on Mike Young. What is he, that? He just, he just wanted to sit there post-game last night and just shoot the shit. Oh, okay. Like, he just... His player got up to leave. Like, the press conference was over. And he just kept talking. He just was like, ah, like, cameras are off. He's like, we're off the record now, right? Like, yeah, sure, coach. And he just... He was talking about, remember the... uh the 06 game when Wofford came in and beat UC and mix I think it was mixed first year. Their first what? or second year. Wofford. Yeah. Presbyterian did No, no, no. That was 2012. Oh. 11, 12. This was like 06, 07 With, yeah, you know, with, they the, lost with the band almost, of misfits. They lost
1: almost every game that year. So I, I don't remember, <laughs> uh, it per- particular ones. So, no, I, I do not remember that. But uh, the Bearcats did have a quality performance last night, especially in the second half. Uh, fifth, hung a 52 spot. You know, good from the line. 17 of 20, minimal turnovers, did a great job on the glass.
0: Efficient um, from three.
1: You know, I, I'm not sure how dedicated to the defensive end Virginia Tech is. And when they you, were like
0: 130. When and... you run the
1: offense that they run, if you're not kind of clicking, it's tough to to build leads or to, to sustain momentum if you're doing a lot of pick and pop with your big guy. Yeah. Um, but I mean, they they obviously still have some talent. I mean, they're in the ACC. They had a fairly they had a like they had a really like fluctuating year. It seemed
0: like where they. But they had got, one of their, got their main guys good, got hurt. Good,
1: got some good wins, but then went on like a really long losing streak. And
0: one of their main guys got hurt in January during that losing streak, and they were
1: Yeah, Couture.
0: Yeah. They were apparently out of sorts uh until they got him back. Um no, they, they it's a young team for the most part. They play a lot of young guys, and I liked the way they played. It was like it was a fun game.
1: It seemed like it. It seemed good energy, you yeah. know. Landers are the double-double. Dave, another Almost quality. double Seven assists, no turnovers.
0: Six rebounds, 20-plus so,
1: points. Yeah, I mean, you got good contributions from from a lot of guys, and especially the fact, like, they did not shoot it very well in the second half, or in the first half at all. Um, you know, and then was... That's the thing with a tournament, man. You, you know, from half to half, or... If you're if you have the ability to get hot from outside, you can go from a 29 point half to a 52 point half, and and make uh make a, a run at the needed time. And you know I know it's not the the tournament, and but I don't I don't want you know the NCAA tournament. I don't want to downgrade it. But I mean, like you've already had several of the seeded teams lose. You've had two of the number one seeds already lose like like you know yes you got to go on the road you got to play a good team coached by i don't know how many people know speedy claxton hofster great nba long time nba career uh well like why can't they string three or four together
0: yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. They're going to have as much talent as anybody they face in these next two games. Uh, what's the other one? Uh, Grand Valley, uh, um, Utah. Well, I don't even know. Grand Canyon. Grand Canyon and Colorado. No, no, Grand
1: Canyon's in the NCAA tournament. You talking about Utah uh, Valley?
0: Yeah, I guess.
1: I, I have no idea. <laughs> I don't. I hardly know who's in what like region in the. NCAA tournament, let alone
0: who they <laughs> I would don't, play
1: after Hofstra. Like
0: I don't have the top right bracket memorized. You're asking. Uh, yeah. you're
1: asking you, quite a bit.
0: Utah Valley went into the pit and beat New Mexico, so Utah Valley plays Colorado, and then Cincinnati plays Hofstra.
1: Yeah, I mean Colorado's not a offensively elite team. I've seen them play UCLA a couple times and and barely get to fifty.
0: Right. Uh, wow, Utah Valley beat New Mexico in the pit, 83-69. That's pretty good. I think Utah uh, I mean,
1: Valley's head coach is, like, probably getting the Bowling Green job. Really? I think I saw that the other day.
0: And then Colorado beat Seton Hall, 65-64. Yeah.
1: But, I mean, so, that's what we talked about last week when you asked me about the NIT. I was like... If you're going to make it, you you may as well win a couple games, or else it doesn't really do much for me. Yeah. If you if you go to Hofstra and you win, and then you go to wherever else and you lose, I'm not going to be upset. You know, you you won two extra games. You beat the you beat the you know you beat the ACC team. You have no, you have no control over Rutgers losing a home game, so you know just go. You know. But. Try to win the trophy.
0: Yeah, like somebody <laughs> asked that one of the my Xavier guy, CapEx, uh, who I love, uh, was like, so you so you care about the NIT? I was like, no. But if you're gonna be in the tournament, you might might as well win it. Like, well, yeah,
1: like uh, no one is saying that they're like living and dying with these games, but like if you're gonna if you decide to keep playing, then you may as well win. Now, when they yeah. lose, or if they lose. I'm going to be a, the biggest, just whatever. Okay. The season's over. And if they win the whole damn thing, I'm going to be like, all right, that's, that's nice to, for the guys. Like they got to yeah. end their careers or they got to end the season with a win.
0: So that's great. But it's other a, than that, like. It's I, a little feather in Wes's cap to like, you know, year, year two, we won the NIT. Okay. It's a yeah, small it's like, feather. Hi pickle. <laughs> to say that we care. That's.
1: Let's let's as as Ron White would say, let's let's hold on just a goddamn minute.
0: <laughs> i But like I said, it was a fun game. Like if anything else, give me that. Give me some fun games to watch. If they're gonna keep playing, like, let's play some fun games. Let's let's Absolutely. have a have a time with it and and enjoy watching. I, I said this, and I know you don't agree, um, for the most part. This has been a fun team to watch. They are flawed. They are far from perfect. They have screwed up a few too many times uh, situations that would have made this season look a lot different. But I've thought throughout, this has been a fun team to watch. It has not been a team that makes you want to, like, constantly run your head into the wall. They pass it well. They move. Like, the effort is always there.
1: Right. I mean, I can can separate the two. Like, when they play well – and when they they're an entertaining team you know even it's like for all the winning that mick did i i don't know i mean how many of those teams would you really classify as like entertaining it was entertaining because they always won but you know the way that they they did it not always you know from a purely aesthetically pleasing standpoint was was the top of the you, you 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 know, you pushed that part of it aside because they were always winning, right? So no, I I totally agree. Like I get frustrated from the fact of like I want to say, okay, why can't you do what you do quite a few times, like more often? You know what? You yeah. know if, it's, if if it's expectations. expectations, expectations uh oh.
0: Uh oh. I think your VPN's resetting, Dave. You think so? I think, yeah, it was. You're back. (laughs) You're back. Repeat that rant. Yeah, you're here now. Repeat that rant. If you can do it sometimes, why can't you do it all the time? I think that's where you were at. Well, not
1: even like necessarily all the time, but I, if you never, if you could never do it, then I would.
0: Like, I think it happened at the exact you same spot. Did it ever? ever
1: it did. lead to ECU.
0: I agree completely. <laughs> no, <you know>. <laughs> <laughs> well said. Well said, brother. Well said. Damn com- the funny damn thing computers. is it happened in the exact same place. It happened in the exact same place. So I exactly where was... you... you.
1: I don't know why it happened twice. Like...
0: That, that was the max... Like you were max headroom for like 30 seconds.
1: Whatever. <laughs> I, I don't need to it's say great. it again.
0: I'm, I'm not... You no, know, you're not... We're good. We're good. <laughs> we're moving on. Your point was made. It was made eloquently too. It's enough, no,
1: enough of me talking about the NIT.
0: Well, I don't know what the hell else we have to talk about. So, uh, I don't know much about Hofstra. Uh, Brent put up his, uh, his preview already.
1: Oh, he did. Uh, Yes. He's,
0: he, he got that done for me today. I appreciate him greatly for that. Uh, it is up. So, uh, it's free for you to check out. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't know uh, the 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 a couple a couple things. The energy last night. What's your take on the miscreants from the upper bowl getting lower bowl seats and creating a great environment?
1: Don't get used to it, you
0: peasants. Get back up where you (laughs) belong. It's better than what Aaron said last night. What did he say? He said he. It's gonna be better when everybody that owns all those seats in the lower bowl dies.
1: No, because they'll just be the next group of older (laughs) people that will take them over.
0: That's what I tried to explain. That's what I said on the radio.
1: It's not like all of them stop going to games at the same time and no one in between 50 and 70 will is there to take those tickets.
0: Look, when you're 20, you're in the student section. When you're 25. You're in the in the rafters because that's what you can afford. And then when you're 35, you've moved down into the, the lower part of the upper deck. And then when you're 45, you're in the top part of the bottom deck. And then when you're in your 50s and 60s and 70s, you get the good seats at the bottom. That's Damn, how I'm this like, works. I'm like 10 years behind. <laughs>
1: If you want to sit down that should be your uh that should be your incentive to strive for greatness in your uh, line of work.
0: This is his line of work, so Well,
1: I'm not speaking to Aaron. I'm speaking to Aaron.
0: <laughs> Look, I, I, I could sit closer, but A would involve me living closer and B would involve me staying sober at the games.
1: I'm 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 just speaking in in general terms. I'm not, you yes, know, know, take, I know, taking just, shots I know. at anybody. Believe just, just me. To sit in the media section—that's what that yeah. would take for me. <laughs> Those yeah. are the best seats; they're free.
0: And you get food. There you go. It's not good food, but it's food. And <laughs> yeah,
1: they're not and giving, drinks. They're not wasting the good food on you guys.
0: No, trust me, they are not. <laughs> I can assure you of that. Um, yeah, it's, it's it's.
1: Just, I it's do just, think it would be cool. It's part of the deal, man. Like everybody has, you know, everybody has to make a decision on what they're comfortable doing. And yes, you're an an old, you know, typically someone that is older has more disposable income to afford that. And they also have more disposable income to donate on top of the tickets. And that's the bigger part than just being able to. Yeah. That's your donor
0: base. That's your donor base.
1: So, um, but yes, it's, you know, it's not it's not anything different than anywhere
0: else, I'm sure. But some of the things brought up today, I think, are, are interesting. Do you think there's any way they could designate and maybe maybe do it around Christmas, maybe that game sometimes they play in between Christmas and New Year's where there aren't season tickets, where it is just first come, first serve, you know, uh, open uh, opportunity. Because th- like that game every year, Uh, when it's been played has been poorly attended or the game right before Christmas. And you say, okay, here's one chance a year for everybody to general, not general admission. It's not the right word, but uh, like there, there aren't season tickets and here's like they did last night. It's, it's, it's 38 bucks to sit here. It's 45 bucks to sit there. It's 22 bucks to sit here and you just sell the arena like that for one game. So that it's an open experience once a year for everybody to, to be able to do that. Would you be okay with that? Sure. <laughs> and basically, you just have to take a game out of the, the pricing. Right. You know, when,
1: when But, you... I mean, I'm not the one that has to figure out the pricing and, and we're dealing with all the season ticket holders. and Yeah. So, uh,
0: I don't know. Do you I think, think maybe there needs to be, this is the other thing, the other topic of conversation I saw a lot today. A better system for tickets that aren't going to be used to either be sold or just repurposed. A lot of people feel that, or some people, I don't want to say a lot, but some people feel that one of the reasons the lower bowl is a little low energy is there are often swaths of seats unused, which I guess are generally like a, a company buys eight seats and some days they'll just forget to use them.
1: I mean, what are you going to do? Like, what are you going to do then? How do you get around that if, like, you had plans to bring a client and then, or clients, and then all of a sudden something happened? Like, you're not, where, where are you going to all of a sudden be able to,
0: you know? I mean, I guess you build your own system of how, like, right. hey, uh, seat upgrades if you know like you have maybe you have a window at Fifth Third Arena or a little booth at Fifth Third Arena that's like all right these aren't being used tonight for 5 bucks a ticket you can upgrade into these seats in the lower bowl that aren't being used tonight
1: how do you know they're not being used though
0: well they would have to contact you and be like hey i'm not going to be able to use yeah, my that, you know where
1: tonight. that you know where that would be on my priority list of things to do
0: but if you if you actually stick with it i think there would be a chance that it would be something that people were like hey Can't go tonight, here, call UC, they'll repurpose the tickets. Sure. Now the other thing, the obvious thing is, Dave, the Big 12 starts next year. Enthusiasm in Fifth Third Arena is no longer going to be a problem.
1: I would hope not.
0: (laughs) If it is, they're getting their ass kicked.
1: Like, you know, and I know you should, I know the tried and true, like, you should go to watch your team. It shouldn't matter who they're playing, and I get that for football when it's six Saturdays or seven Saturdays a year. For basketball, I, I mean, I'll be honest, like, could I have still had season tickets these last couple of years? Probably. But, like, was I really going to do that for Tuesday night at 9 o'clock against Tulsa? Right. No? Will I? Would I be more inclined to do Tuesday night at 9 o'clock against... You know, anybody basically in the Big 12? (laughs) Right. Anybody but UCF and maybe BYU. Probably. Like, so, I think it will definitely have an effect, I would hope. I mean, they haven't, they've had fairly good attendance. You know, me to me, like, surprisingly good attendance given the teams that they've played. So, you know, it should, uh, it should definitely help. I just, you know, I think I'm sure these things have been thought about in the past. Like, how do we get, you know, how do we not have seats go unused? Like, you know, because that's the thing you don't want to happen regardless of who you're playing is. But at the same time, those tickets have already been purchased. So it's not like they're losing money. Right. So for them, like, I'm just not sure what the what the answer is to to try to maximize getting a few, possibly like a few dozen more people down to the to the yeah. lower level.
0: I'm just going through things people were suggesting today I'm to unsure, potentially. I'm sure you are <laughs> provide a better atmosphere. I don't, no, I think it's it's okay to like even. Just discuss it, but ultimately, no, it's what, it's what we talked a... about—the people with the money—like, you know, what happens if you make the tickets cheaper? The people with the money still have the money to buy the tickets, so they're going to mm-hmm. buy the tickets, and it's still going to be the same. Like, and they
1: still have the the longevity and and uh, the
0: UCATs points, and like, there's um, nothing... regardless of how much
1: you make them, you're still not going to be far enough in line to get them.
0: The the other thing, Dave, being, I, I'm ready to run my head through a wall. On the topic of uh, the the game round two being at Hofstra,
1: then then let's not talk about it because I could. How many shits do you think I give?
0: I know you give zero shits. I'm just going to explain <laughs> it on this podcast, and so essentially, every five years, and and I think that I think this is part of the confusion as people think that UC plays on a removable surface. Here's
1: where I get on Twitter while you talk.
0: People think UC plays on a re- well, how is that any different than the normal podcast? Um <laughs> They think UC plays on a removable surface. It is not a removable surface. It is one giant floor that is like it's underneath the bleachers. It's underneath the like all of that stuff rolls back There is one floor. The court is on that floor. Every five years or so, they have to resurface the floor. This is five years since the arena was redone. So they have to resurface the floor. You know what they also have to do, Dave? Uh, They got to get that stupid-ass A off of the floor. That's the most important part. Absolutely the most important part. Things Things that have to happen when they do this one they have to completely sand the entire floor yeah then they have to paint the entire floor and then they have to epoxy the floor after they're done sanding and painting to make it shiny and pretty that is a 45-day process they have to get it done by graduation. That's in 42 days. What people don't understand is this project was supposed to start on Monday. But they pushed it back to Thursday to, so that they could have a first-round NIT game at home. There's money to be made with the NIT, with ticket sales and concessions and parking and all da 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 The university wants their team to play at home in front of the fans. That is important to them. But this is a project that was commissioned in like June. And I know it's just the latest thing for people to like, so everybody was outraged that the Bengals hadn't done anything in free agency. (laughs) Then the Bengals did something in free agency. So everybody had to be outraged about something new. And this was the something new. Yeah. They wanted to play a home game. Wes wants to play a home game. John Cunningham wants to play are a home you, game.
1: Are you sure?
0: No, you're right. They were like, you know what we need? We need a road test.
1: We'd like we to spend really money to go to yeah. Hofstra.
0: Yeah, we really like a road test that's gonna cost us money to go to Hofstra. Yeah. We need a road test in the NIT at the end of the year. So if they if they had de- let's say they hypothetically they had delayed it again to Monday. Now you're talking 39 days to do a 45 day project and apparently that that epoxy that sealant if you don't let it dry properly and you host graduation on that floor you ruin it and you have to do it all over again. The reason they can't do it in the summer, one, all the all the programs, volleyball, women's basketball, men's basketball, they use those that floor for their kids camps. And those kids' camps are major fundraisers for those programs, and Most summer ex-
1: and summer workouts
0: and summer workouts. So, would you rather the programs have the floor in July, June and July for everything that they need it for, or would you rather host Hofstra in the second round of the NIT? I I can't believe this is still going on in my timeline. You can Are you serious? You oh, yeah, it's believe,
1: still going. Can't believe well, that. I can't believe it.
0: I can't believe it. Yeah. By the way, if you're as good as we think this team is supposed to be, you should be able to beat unseeded Hofstra. They didn't have one of the top four seeds in any bracket, they were unseeded and beat one seed Rutgers. You should be just fine if you're as good as we think you regardless are, regardless
1: of where the game is.
0: Correct. Yeah. I just, it's
1: just such a non thing to me. Like, you set these things up for the off season of both of your basketball programs, your volleyball program, anybody that needs to use the gym over the summer, you get it done as soon as the season's over. And so that you can make sure that, as you said, it's ready. It's in good enough condition to host graduation. It's in good enough condition to have all the teams use it. And whenever you're putting this on your books, you're not thinking about, well, what if we make the NIT? and You shouldn't we, ever –
0: that shouldn't ever be any of the process. No, well, but is, I mean like this year, if we it, the NIT. this
1: year it would have been in your – it probably would have been your thought process. But you're not thinking, what if we make the NIT and then three or four teams decide not to play? So we end up getting a home game instead of a road game should we still book this now or should we have it? You know, no, yeah, you, you, you do it when you need to do it and life gets in the way sometimes and you miss out on one more game with, you know, 6,000 people at it and, and so be it.
0: And, and yes, Dave, I can believe that people are still in my mentions about this.
1: <laughs> well, because it, it can, that's the thing anymore, like, no matter what you or I or anybody else says, that can never be the actual answer. There always has to be some underlying thing that that's not being told. Like, no one some, will
0: ever just... Some crazy take,
1: hypothetical?
0: Yeah, no one will ever... You just, shut up, you tinfoil hat. Shut <laughs> up and get out of here. <laughs> yeah. Ban him. Get him out of here.
1: Uh, no one will ever just take, like, what is said... For exactly what it what it is,
0: yeah. Like people genuinely think I'm lying about this situation. They're like, "That's that can't be it." Like, what
1: would you be lying f- like for, to, to, to for? Right.
0: What am, what am I accomplishing? Well, you're oh, like, just what, being a mouthpiece for the one, university. what are you accomplishing?
1: And two, like, what is the what is the, the grandiose lie that you're covering? Like the truth that you're covering up.
0: Here's the other thing, Dave. They expect me to get answers to these questions. They have <laughs> questions. They want, like, it's my job to get the answers. I get the answer, and the response is no. Yeah. No, don't buy it.
1: Well, then don't ask me to try to find out an answer or something.
0: You think I wanted to spend this morning on the phone talking about this? Like, getting to the bottom of how long it takes? you know, for the poxy to dry on a resurfaced uh, basketball facility. That's how, how rid- I wanted to spend rid- my how Thursday morning.
1: How ridiculous do you feel like making that, that call?
0: Not, I, I don't feel great about it. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, like if they, if they could, if there was any chance, and I, like, okay, well, what about Heritage Bank Arena? The Cyclones are playing there what about NKU let me explain something to you well, okay hold on hold on hold on before you what
1: purpose would it serve going to a place to play a game that they would have to pay to use right first that's off a, you waste any money you would that's a, that's a worse made. idea than going to Hofstra they don't have to right. pay to go to, to like they have to travel but like they
0: don't have to rent their gym also Dave that took like nine months to get that contract with NKU to play that season there. And guess what? There's definitely no hard feelings about the way all that went down.
1: And I'm sure they don't have anything scheduled for that gym, for that arena on on a Saturday in in their off season either.
0: Even if they don't, those things aren't done in like two days. Right.
1: But I'm sure they have something.
0: (laughs) Hey, can you, can you get staffing and concessions and people to run parking and police And everything in order in two days so we can play Hofstra at your gym.
1: But, Chad, you sound like a mouthpiece for the university.
0: (laughs) And, 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 you know, I guess I do. Like, I I don't just think. (laughs) Because he is. (laughs) just Yeah, just, yeah, that's, I I don't know, Dave. I was told earlier this week that the university, everybody hates me and won't talk to me because I'm an asshole. (laughs) Which I've never denied being an asshole. Let's just get That's that out. There. <laughs> um. So yeah, look, guys, I promise. If there was any way they could have played this game here, it would have been played here. But they made plans, and and those plans started today. I've got a picture of the floor and the giant sander that is on it already sanding. Uh, at like nine o'clock this morning. Because why? Because they're already three days late on when we they were supposed be, to start. should
1: just be happy because they're getting that stupid ass A off the floor as quickly And they're as putting
0: possible. the B and the X and the II i on there. <laughs> like this is all a necessary part of the process. It's not a football field where you just cut out the piece of carpet that has the logo and go about your day. The floor has yeah. to be resanded.
1: It's a lot of talk about. We've talked a lot about something that I, as I said earlier, do not care one bit about. So, congratulations. You're the one that
0: chimed in. You didn't have Congratulations
1: them. for dragging me into this.
0: I knew I'd get you. I knew you couldn't hold back.
1: Well, it's a show. Uh, I can't <laughs> just sit here and be like, no, I have no opinion.
0: Next topic. <laughs> there are people that think that that's how this works. Sometimes, um, what else you got? What else you want to talk uh, about
1: tonight? Let's see. Should we should we talk about the uh, Big Twelve NFL Pro Day partnership?
0: Brett, your mark. I want to kiss that man.
1: It's a wonderful idea. There are some logistical things I I have questions about, but on the surface, it's an outstanding idea.
0: Yeah. Now, are there things they're going to have to, uh, you know, fine-tune, I'm sure? Yes. Like, I was talking to somebody. Here's here's what they seem to be doing really well. They're doing, like, a fan event there, like, to get, you know, some engagement with the fan bases. I, I was talking to somebody that was at the Big 12 tournament. And they were talking to a fan base that was eliminated on the first night of the tournament. And people were like, hey, your team lost. Do you want to sell your tickets for the next session? And you know what the answer was? No, we're staying. Yeah. We're staying to watch awesome basketball all weekend.
1: Yeah. I mean, we've already talked about, obviously, it's a year away. Things happen. But we've already talked about going – next year. Like it's something that I really want to do, but like, I think it's a great idea. I think it's a great way to showcase your league. You're going to have, it's going to be on the NFL network. The NFL coaches are going to love it because they don't have to travel to 14 different pro days. Um, I would open it up to fans. I know they said they're going to have a fan fest and it's going to be closed to the public. I would open it up to fans like as a fan, why am I going to this fan fest and just standing outside in March in Texas where it could be pretty ugly weather and not be able to go in and like, uh, why would I do that? I'm not going to do that. Um, I think the job fair for the athletes is a great idea. My biggest concern is a typical pro day. Anybody can participate that's eligible for the draft. And there are, usually in the 300 range players at the combine and they do their stuff over four days. Yes. So if every team had 12 guys, that's like a hundred and 170 something players. How, like, how are you logistically going to do that? Because then are you only going Cause you can't limit it to just the guys that got invited to the combine because that's not what a pro day is. So are you are you limiting it on who can attend from each school? If that's the case, I'm not sure. I love that. Um, it's just, you know, there's there's that part of it. I'm, I'm not, you know, they're obviously not giving that out publicly yet. But, you know, your bigger programs that have, you know, like look at last year's Pro Day for UC. They had the nine guys that got invited to the Combine but there were probably what another
0: five or six, six, six yeah.
1: eight guys that, like you know, that worked out. Joel DeBlanco, you know, worked out. You know, dri-
0: there were some guys from the previous year because of COVID.
1: There's guys from the previous year. There's other sometimes there's local guys from other schools that want to come to your pro day because there's going to be way more coaches there than, you know, the pro day that they're at. Um, so how does that work? Can you do that all in one day? Can all those coaches see who they need to see? If you have like tons of different stations for for players, like it's very easy for the combine because you have position groups couple each day. Like, are you gonna have every position group going the same day at the same time? Like, what, what would
0: you think? Maybe if they did like offense on one day and defense on another.
1: I mean, it would make more. It would make sense to do something like that. I think it's just going to be hard to do it all on one day in one facility. Yeah, there's just not enough time, and that's not fair to the players. Like, you know, you're that was that's become the big thing of why of, of why some of the a lot of the players at the combine don't do some of the testing anymore. They uh, hardly anybody does the three cone and the short shuttle because they've been up since six o'clock in the morning they do all their testing or all their jumps, all their runs, all their position work. And then you want them to go do a three cone and a short shuttle. And they're like, no, I'm exhausted. Like I'm, I'm not putting myself out there when I'm dead tired to, to put a number down that, that probably won't be very good. But on the surf, on the surface, it's just another thing that they're doing to, to, you know, pump the brands to engage fans, to engage like, Having a partnership with the – however they figure out how to do it. Having a partnership with the NFL because the NFL will push their people to be there and having it on NFL Network who televises pro days but like very few. Either you have an elite player or we saw last year UC got some attention on their pro day because they had a projected top five pick. A high and profile the number quarterback, two quarterback. Yeah. A high profile quarterback. They had just gone to the playoff. Like they had nine guys that were probably going to get there. so like very few and far between get that kind of attention. So it's a it's a great thing. There's just some kind of logistical stuff that I'll be interested to see how they how they do it. And you know, does that end up hurting the guys actually participating and they have to kind of revamp it if they go about doing a second year. I think it's an insane idea for the smaller leagues they should they should have been doing this a long time ago yeah like the AC should have been doing it the Mac should do it somewhere in Ohio like how much how great would that be for Mac schools to bring everybody into Ohio and and do that for
0: for all of their teams because like just pick whatever program has the best indoor facility Miami Ohio has,
1: has a great one right like I mean how many guys are Western Michigan, Eastern Michigan, and Ball State, Northern Illinois—like, how many of them are, you know, dra- having draftable players every year? It would make total sense to get them all in one location.
0: Right. It's it's creative. That's uh, Brett Yormark is not going to like. I, I think we 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 talked about it when he got hired, that this guy's not going to leave any marketing stone unturned because that's who he is and that's his background. Seeing it in action is, it, I think, personally, he's going to change the game for the way a conference commissioner is expected to operate. If it's it'll all be, successful. I mean, if it's, it's all inter- successful. Yeah, it'll
1: be interesting because like, we're seeing... I see what you're saying, but like we're seeing the direct opposite with the Big Ten. Like they had that kind of not to the extent that your mark has taken it, but they had a guy like that in the sense of coming from more of a business world, coming from the NFL. Yeah, I,
0: no, I'm not talking business. I'm talking marketing. Your well, mark is from marketing. Oh he's yeah. Not he, from business. Oh well yes, he is. But no, his his marketing is what he's always done. It's the business world, but it's the marketing sector of the business world. That's what he did for NASCAR. That's what he did for NASCAR. He signed
1: deals for – he signed contracts for NASCAR.
0: But it was marketing.
1: Yeah, the sponsorship. The next deal. It's marketing. (coughs) Yes, it's the the same.
0: It's not the same because there's there's stuffy – my point, there's stuffy business guys – that have done this before. And I, this isn't like re- you're talking, I'm talking. No, I don't think there has been thinking.
1: though. There hasn't been. It's always been the, you were an AD at a smaller school and then you became an AD at a bigger school. And then you became the conference commissioner. Like they tried the Pac-12 tried it with Larry Scott. That failed miserably. The big 12 is trying it with him. It seems to be going well so far. The big 10 tried it with Kevin Warren That had, I mean, obviously, he got UCLA and USC, so it wasn't a total failure, but he totally bumbled the COVID year and canceling the season and then uncanceling the season, and that really pissed off a lot of people in the Big Ten. I think way more than his push for expansion. I think that bothered them more because it made them all look like idiots when everybody else said they were going to play, and they said they weren't, and then they came around and said, wait a second, yeah, we are. (laughs) So... I I think that was a bigger issue for them with him. But, you know, like, but now they feel like they're going back to that tried and true AD to conference commissioner thing. And, you know, we'll see what ends up happening with the Pac-12. They've kind of done this route two times in a row. (laughs) And, you know, I think we'll we'll, – results are yet to be determined. But, you know, he's keeping, like, for all, like, some of the stuff is silly and we'll laugh at the younger, hipper cooler, like, having the rap song for the Big 12 tournament. Whatever. It's not geared to me, so I don't care one way or the other. But, like, you, you know, did you see how many damn people were out there for the Shaq show? Right. Like, and Shaq's not this, like, he's not a DJ of like world renowned in in the DJ community like he's a fun He, he kind
0: of is. He's made a name for himself in the DJ community. I mean he has because he had a name for himself before. Yeah, that. because he's Shaq, but like he's he's he books events as a DJ now. Pretty big. Yes. One. But I mean like there still were th- you know
1: thousands of people outside to to see him perform and and it's just like a continuation of keeping the big 12 in the frame of consciousness in the conversation of like what's going on in the landscape of the, of college sports, because the big 10 and especially during football season, the big 10, and the sec and rightfully so will suck up so much of the oxygen. Yeah. But there is a space to be that third group that, gets the rest of the attention. Yeah. And and they're the ones going out trying to, to put your mindset in the framework of Big Ten SEC, then Big 12.
0: Yeah, because also what you're competing against, like in the ACC, it's primarily those people care about basketball. There are a couple football pockets, but it's not... Football's not important to them. It's Clemson and Florida State. Right. In Miami. Big twelve.
1: In Miami when they're halfway decent.
0: The Big Twelve, say what you will. Like the hateful eight, those people care about football. Except maybe Kansas. Like seven of those eight schools care about football deeply.
1: We can talk you can say whatever Kansas would have had the highest attendance of any team in the AAC.
0: Yeah. So well they they were good. But I, were, still, though, fun. like that. But
1: that shows yeah. you, like, get good for one year, and you know they'll have as many fans as they've ever had. And what you yeah. know, just they're right. They're just been waiting,
0: sitting there. So <clears> he's <throat> working with a a product that it. I know we we always laugh about the SEC, like it means more, but that's real. As much as it's a lately meme it's, and it's lately comical it's, lately it's meant a little too much yes <laughs> yes but it On does mean many, more to those many people. different fronts it means more to those people than it does anywhere else and in the big 12 you're talking about football crazy like texas is the epicenter of the big 12 there's no place in the world that cares about american football more than the state of texas it is like a, a culture in the state. They have high school stadiums that, that kind of look like Nippert Stadium <laughs> in terms of scope. So I, I get it, and he's capitalizing on it, and he's making that passion relevant. I think it's very cool to watch. Well,
1: it's, for us especially, we're in like a... We've been in the wilderness
0: in, for we're a long into, time. we
1: moving into a conference where... Everybody is kind of has the same mindset of us.
0: Yeah. Well, and and that was the biggest frustration with the American, right? Is like you go to Tulane, there's, there's 73 people in the, in the stadium. You go to SMU that over the past four or five years has had a pretty good football program. Like not great, but they were, they were far from terrible. And there's, there's 13,000 people there or whatever. Tulsa even when they were starting to get good they couldn't get anybody there and you had Cincinnati where the head coach is furious because they can't sell out a senior day against Temple with you know 27 degree kickoff temps and if you didn't think Luke Fickle was furious about that senior day attendance you're an idiot Because he was.
1: I didn't say that.
0: I did say it.
1: I would never call anybody an idiot.
0: I'm just saying a hypothetical (laughs) idiot. I'm not saying anyone specifically is an idiot. You're just a hypothetical idiot. If you didn't think the head coach looked at his 11-win team's uh, attendance for senior day, and there were giant sections of the stadium that had that were dressed as bleachers. Yes. Or at least one who exudes, you know, the classifications of one who has idiocy. Yes. Idiocy. Maybe not an idiot, but idiocy.
1: Characteristics.
0: I- idiotic tendencies. <laughs> <laughs> In the big 12, they care. They sell out senior day if Their team's four and six, <laughs> four and five and six, whatever. Like, I don't know. It's just, it's, it's different. And it's, it's one of simple thought. There you go, Lambig. I should have you on the PR team. I'm bad at it. I just, if I think somebody's an idiot, I call them an idiot. Apparently that doesn't go over well in today's society. <laughs> <laughs> that makes me a bad person, Dave.
1: Yes. Well, bad that's person. Not, that's not, that's not the only thing. So
0: Makes me a lot of things. Some <laughs> a lot of things. It's all good. It is what it is. Um, yeah. So I I think it's very cool. I'm excited to see it. Uh, how it like how it if it I guess that's the like that's the ultimate thing. It'll be a one year t- trial, a test run, and then we'll see if they feel like down the road it's feasible to ad- ad- adapt and adjust and make it. Something different, you know, long term.
1: Yeah, I mean, and there's going to be fails, but I appreciate sure. the the uh, the effort. And you know, the old adage: you can't make an omelet without cracking some eggs. Like, not every one of these ideas is going to be a home run, right? Like, and I'm sure there'll be times when maybe five years from now we'll look back and go, "Do you remember that time your Mark did this and how ridiculous it was?" And like. You know, yeah. it happens. But if you're aggressive and if you're always trying to evolve and always trying to progress, like you're gonna hit home some home runs too. Yes. And absolutely. So you know, the A, you know, the AAC was never in a position to even attempt these things. So, and that's not their fault. Like, so I'm not, I'm not saying that it's like a lost opportunity. From the AAC
0: standpoint, but like it's just Yeah, nice how many team. AAC teams had an indoor facility? I can't imagine those many. Well, I just mean like I know trying I'm, to do any I know things. I'm
1: trying to do any of these things. I know, I'm just um, being an
0: asshole. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Sorry. It's
1: It's, all right. it's hard. Sorry, it's hard. It's hard getting up at nine o'clock for a twelve fifteen tip. <laughs> against the team against the, okay. <laughs> I saw this stat today that Bob you know, lost to Maryland. Maryland and, had not won a game away from home against a team other than Minnesota since November.
0: Against a team with an actual pulse. <laughs> an actual pulse. Just, I don't know that you could consider that team an actual pulse. It, I've
1: seen they've had some decent players enter the portal though. Who is who is Minnesota's coach? I don't know. I don't know either. Are they? They're like the Big uh, Ten. Like oh, isn't Big, it the um? They're like the Big Ten, Tulsa.
0: No, it's the guy. Isn't it the former Xavier assistant? Uh, oh, I, don't, I don't know. Jonas Hayes, isn't it? It's um.
1: No, he's at Georgia State. Dante Jackson.
0: No, it's uh Ben Johnson. No, he was an assistant at Xavier. I was on Steele's first staff. I don't know him. And then when they fired Little Richard, they hired Ben Johnson for Max. And it's not going great for them.
1: I guess not. No, but no. I I mean I think I'm hoping lots of people can go to the big 12 tournament next year. Like that, that's going to bring, you know, old big East days, even like, I mean, I growing up as a kid, I went to like, I mean, I think I was in like fifth grade. I went to the first great Midwest tournament in Chicago. We used to go to like a bunch of the conference tournaments. I went to Memphis several times, St. Louis, Milwaukee, like, and those were actually like really well attended fun events. Yeah. Um, you know, except the one year we went to Memphis and UC played at eleven o'clock in the morning against South Florida and lost, so that that made the rest of the week not awesome. <laughs> um, but like, not awesome. And those teams, like, it's not that big of a difference from the the, the crappy AAC, and you can't even get more than like two hundred and fifty Houston fans to drive a couple hours to watch the number one team in the country play. Right. So it, it will be a, a fun, fun thing for whoever is able to go, regardless of how many games you see wins. Do we have any? Uh, uh, oh, I, I had a, a question not related to any of this stuff. All right. Who is more miserable to play Shoot. for? Okay. Fran McCaffrey.
0: Fran McCaffrey.
1: Or Brad Underwood.
0: Fran McCaffrey. I I know some people that know some people that have played for Fran McCaffrey, and the answer will all you could you could literally ask me uh like Billy Clyde Gillespie or Fran McCaffrey, and I would still take Fran McCaffrey. You see it seems awful. It's psychological warfare every day.
1: And I was watching the Arkansas-Illinois game, and Brad Underwood always just looks like he would literally rather be anywhere else than on the sideline coaching. Yeah. but McCaffrey He doesn't look just, pleasant. McCaffrey McCaffrey's comes just off a, as like just a total turd.
0: As an asshole, as a card-carrying member of the asshole community, Fran McCaffrey might be president. Like, there might not be a bigger asshole on the planet. The movie pulled the other, like, last week or whatever. Oh, when
1: he stared down the ref?
0: Yeah, when he just, like, 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 I'm a bad motherfucker and you suck. Like I
1: can't believe he didn't tee him up.
0: That's probably because he thought Fram would kill him. Because, like, you're. Like, chop him up into pieces and put him into you're, a wood chipper. You're clearly
1: trying to intimidate me.
0: Yes. So I would, I would, you know what I would have
1: done? I'd have given him the old one finger T really slow.
0: No, you know what I would have done? I would have been like,
1: I'd have gone like this just over the top.
0: (laughs) Boom. No, you got to do, you got to do the one finger on the other hand too.
1: Oh, this.
0: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah.
1: That's serial killer stuff.
0: No, you know what I would have done? I'd have turned around. So he's looking at the back of my fucking head.
1: (laughs) I would just would have thrown him
0: out of the game. Yeah, I know. Would you have given him the double T? Like beep, beep? The the one that they all practice in the mirror of AAU tournaments? I would have given him
1: one just to see the reaction and then as soon as he went crazy, I would have rung him up again.
0: That's fair. Can you imagine being one of his kids?
1: Well, his one kid stopped playing because he had anxiety and I wonder
0: why. Shocking. I can't believe that to be the case.
1: Yeah. I don't know. I'm
0: new into this, like I'm I'm really getting my first foray into like the sports parenting thing. Like I couldn't be more hands-off if you paid me. Like, I I talked to her about like, you know, being a teammate and like hanging out with your team when like they go on these trips. Like, don't lock yourself in your room. Go hang out with your team. Build some camaraderie. Like be a part of something but when it comes to the game like i i don't know like why be an asshole about it your kid's trying to find some joy in life why ruin that for them
1: he just like he just seems like a kid cannot, cannot imagine what their practices are like
0: Thank you, Stephen. Amidst the, all the madness today, we got round two of Trayvon Scott versus Gary Clark. Trey went for 22-11-6 in the win. Gary 13-7-5. and five. Boy, I tell you, that, that has to feel as good for Trey Scott as anything. <laughs> because Gary was the master, right? Like, oh, yeah. Trey, Trey doesn't become the player Trey became if it wasn't for spending three years learning from Gary Clark and then Gary moved on and Trey was ready for what happened next. And still I'd say had the most surprising one month run in the history of UC basketball. No, a hundred percent. Like there was never anything you could. And I love Trey Scott. I love Trey Scott. But if you'd have told me Trey would have spent a month ripping off 20 and 15, like, Come on, come on. Yeah, like
1: a couple of weeks worth of like that, okay.
0: Yeah, like Trey had a good
1: week. It got to the point where like you were expecting him to get 18 rebounds a night.
0: And 23 points.
1: And they needed every damn one of them. (laughs)
0: Right. Like Like
1: in that that whole run, he could not have a bad game and he did not have a bad game. And we think it would have got him in the tournament, but we're not 100% positive. And they needed every single bit of like a literal out-of-body experience.
0: <laughs> and he had it. I love that kid, man. Like He's a grown-ass man now, of course. We're going to have him on soon. Like at him, the two people I continue to play like, uh, like tag with on availability are Trey and Jake. And I'd love to just have them on both on the same night to get the stories from those two guys because I love – Love, love, love those two guys.
1: I'd like to have Troy and Cash on.
0: We've had both of them on. Like Cash worked here. Cash did basketball podcast for a whole year.
1: I'd like Um, to have them on together.
0: Yeah, that would be fun. Did they I don't think they played together though? They never played played together. No,
1: Cash played with with SK
0: and the NC and Troy was on with someone though. Who was he paired with? We had Troy on uh, when they were doing the TBT, like when they first started the TBT stuff. So was he with KJ? I think it was Troy, KJ, and one other, maybe. Yeah, that makes sense. I don't remember. We've had Troy on several times. Like, Troy, I could get Troy on again tomorrow. Like, Trey and and Jake have been a touch elusive in terms of nailing down a, uh, can I get you at 8 o'clock tonight? No, I got plans. All right. Well, how about next Monday? Yeah, that works. All right. You ready? Oh, no. Something came up. (laughs) So, yeah. One of these days, we're going to have Trey and and Jake on at the same time. Maybe leading up to this year's TBT, we'll have those guys. You know what we probably need to do? Is we probably need to one of those nights that they're all on campus, just after it's done, set up a live podcast like at the arena. And just sure, have guys. Yeah, have guys cycle through and and have fun.
1: And then we can all go to the Holy Grail after.
0: Uh, that would probably be more Mios. That would be. It's probably a Mios night. Well, oh, whatever. Yeah,
1: I'm just plugging our sponsor. Like a, I know. you know, Mios. A a,
0: Mios has been an affiliate. They haven't really been a sponsor yet, but they've been an affiliate.
1: Are you ready for spring practice to kick back up?
0: Yes. Yes, I am. How about you? Yeah. What do we have this week? We have.
1: The I 22nd, am second,
0: twenty third, and twenty fourth. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday.
1: Oh, well, looks like you might be getting wet.
0: Is it supposed to rain all next week?
1: Thursday and Friday, warmer but rain a lot of rain.
0: No, it just depends on when. Oh, uh, all, all day, all day. Yeah, I mean, it's a week away, I'll believe it. Right, exactly,
1: yes. Yes, of course. But yeah, I'm interested to see, like, you know, here, not see, since they don't want to have any practices on the weekends. Need to talk about that. <laughs> um, interested to hear, kind of like, who, you know, obviously, first week,
0: who their I am week one.
1: One day, but no, even such, like, one day in pads, I can't even really say, like, who's who carried their performance over through the break and everything? Because like, yeah, I mean, what can you really take? Obviously, obviously there were a few guys that were consistent in, in the notes for three days. And, and so that's good. But I mean,
0: I got four guys. I got my list of uh, the transfers are four guys.
1: Your list of the transfers are four guys. Like the,
0: the guys that I've like dialed in on at least skill wise.
1: D. Wiggins and Donna Alley, uh huh, and Jordan Young, uh huh, and
0: DJ Taylor.
1: DJ Taylor, yeah. Well, when you are in shells most of the time, your attention is going to be on wide receivers and DBs. Of course, so. of
0: course, I said that. Like I, I can't focus on like you know the interior stuff until there's pads on. So you focus on the exterior stuff, and those four guys all look the part. I'd be more worried if I was focused on the exterior stuff and those four guys didn't really show anything.
1: Yeah, nobody like nobody jumped out at all.
0: Yeah, those four guys were like, okay, like these dudes look like, like they can play. Again, you know my scouting philosophy, Dave. Find the guys that look different. Find the guys that look better than the other guys. It's not a hard scouting philosophy. <sighs> <laughs> now, we have learned over the years especially a certain four year period that sometimes it just means that these guys suck less than the other guys. But ultimately if, if you're standing out continuously, right. Okay. You've, you've caught my attention. Let's see if you can do it with consistency and, and kind of be one of those guys that's in the notes every day because like, that's, you know, that's where the Tyler Scott stuff came from when he was young. He was consistently in the notes every day. Like, it, you had to talk about him because I he forced me to keep writing about him every day. So I kept saying, look, of all these young guys, I think Tyler Scott's going to be a dude. Because every day he does stuff that's like, there's Tyler Scott again. I like where that's coming from. You know. We'll see which, which of those guys continue to, to climb up that list.
1: Pro day should be interesting too. If the weather sucks.
0: <laughs> uh they're 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 inside.
1: Where are they doing it? In the angles. Oh, they are. Yeah. Oh, that's good.
0: Uh if you want to come, you can, but you're probably gonna to have to take a day off work.
1: Yeah, that's not happening right now. I don't need to see guys run around. i Okay. I'm just
0: telling you, if you want to come, I can get you a credential, but it's
1: not, it's, you know, I I don't mean to to be that way, but you
0: know, (laughs) I think it's going to be, we're going to be there early.
1: I don't think it will be as, as well attended as last year.
0: No, probably not. Uh, But it's going to be there early and then we'll have to head back to campus for spring practice that afternoon. Yeah. So. All right, that's about all I got. You got anything else?
1: Uh, no, I'm heading to Columbus tomorrow to watch the Michigan State Spartans there you go. take that's on take on the uh, losers that recruited Isaiah Collier.
0: <laughs> what time's that one?
1: Twelve fifteen.
0: It's an early one. That's... You got you got dinner plans? You guys staying up there?
1: No, we're coming right back.
0: Okay, so just popping up for the Michigan State game. He'll be home. Are you staying for the second game? I doubt it. What's the second game?
1: Marquette and Vermont. Go Vermont. So, like, I don't really feel like waiting 30 minutes to watch Marquette (laughs) beat the dog shit out of (laughs) Vermont. So, no, we're going to come back and go out and watch games and go to my parents and drink wine and whatever.
0: Well, you have a great day tomorrow, Dave.
1: Hey, we're gonna try. As long as the Vols get a win tonight, Michigan State gets a win tomorrow. Bearcats gonna win on Saturday.
0: We'll find out when they play in the Elite Eight. Potentially, that, if
1: they win, is that the, the NIT Elite Eight?
0: Yeah. Does One win play? away from Vegas. We gonna to go to Vegas?
1: No, because I'm going to Vegas in April. So I, I doubt <laughs> I can pull off the double
0: Vegas trip. <laughs> <laughs>
1: In, uh, in like a in like a 21 day sp- span,
0: I doubt I can pull off the uh I'm going to Vegas everyone else uh keep an eye on Kelly. yeah for,
1: are you are you paying day. me to go to
0: Vegas? I mean if I go <laughs> I mean all you like you know just a plane ticket and I've already got the hotel room
1: <laughs> plane tickets are insanely expensive right now to vegas really? You have no idea. No, I I'm not they were gonna... cheap
0: for a long time.
1: If they were, they certainly aren't anymore. <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you off air what I'm paying.
0: Okay, well then I'm not, I'm not going to Vegas for the NIT Final Four. I'll tell you that now. Uh, all right. Great show, Dave. Thanks. It was a short one, but, uh, you know, it is what it is. Rocket Truth coming up next right on this channel here in a couple minutes. It's the BCJ podcast brought to you by the Holy Grail right here on bearcatjournal.com.